Today we have a jam-packed episode. We cover the death of NBA legend Kobe Bryant. Then we're going to talk about a video from Coach Red Pill titled The Walmart Greeter and how it entails preparing for your life as an old person. And then we're going to segment into movies. Joker, Parasite, Us, a lot of movies have come out recently about the haves and the have-nots. So we're going to get into that subject matter and break it down. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Then go on over to our website, that's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. Truly is the best. So, as many of you, I'm sure, well know... Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident recently. Um, Obviously, it wasn't initially part of our plan to discuss this, but growing up having watched Kobe Bryant, having debated about his legacy in reference to LeBron and Michael Jordan and, you know, watching the Kobe and Shaq era and and all that stuff and just his contribution to basketball uh it's something that we we need to talk about it's uh obviously somber subject matter but you know it's it's worth talking about and 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 you know getting into a little bit so i guess to start it off i would ask what's your greatest Kobe Bryant memory um, I think his greatest memory, man, there's so many. Um, I remember it was a time where like Kobe was supposed to not be Kobe anymore due to his age. Yeah. Before he tore his Achilles. And, uh, I remember that season he was basically carrying that team and, I remember, obviously, they ended up making the playoffs, and he was in competition for, like, the highest-scoring player at the time. And uh, I remember him (laughs) tearing his Achilles and, like, me being so sad about that, Mm -hmm. but also, like, it being a reflection of what it takes sometimes to to make it just be be in the playoffs or or contend for a championship. And in thinking about that, I remember – like the countless times, it, it's so funny because for such a successful player, you know more about a person when they fail. Yeah. And and I remember when they lost, I, I remember when they had like the team, uh, it was like Carl Malone and it was all these players that, that were kind of over the hill but still pretty good role players. And I think Shaq had been gone mm-hmm. or if not, that was his last season. I'm, I can't recollect and I remember them losing to the Spurs to get to the finals. And, and like, Kobe was teary-eyed, but, like, you could tell Kobe was just so competitive that, like, he 
he wanted it so bad. He wanted it so bad that he couldn't even contain it, you know? And those moments, I remember because, like, there's been many times when we've went on different, you know, uh, roads and 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 taken on on different tasks and 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 you know tried on different occasions different endeavors like to to be the most successful and maybe it, it took us a, a different route but I feel that that type of that type of uh, dedication as everyone calls it the mamba mentality is something that transcended basketball. And like, yeah, I see that with us now, and like all our life choices and all the sacrifices that we've done, and it's people like him, people like Jordan, people like LeBron. It's not so much that you're famous or you're a great basketball player or one of the greatest basketball players, but it's how you, how you pass on the torch and 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 how you or how maybe you might receive the torch and how you share kind of some wisdom even without like wording it or even with yeah. it just by your actions you know and that's very respectable no matter if if you're a fan of Kobe or or LeBron or Jordan but I guess that that would be the greatest moments were the moments in which he lost and you saw how he bounced back you know yeah yeah definitely how about yours uh many I I remember actually the first well the actually to be quite honest the only basketball jerseys i've ever had are kobe bryant jerseys i I had a number eight jersey that was given to me and then later on i ended up buying a number 24 jersey so if anything that kind of is is a little bit of an indicator of the fan of kobe bryant that i was because in my whole life i have three jerseys like i wasn't like a jersey guy i have well no no I have four jerseys. I have two Tom Brady jerseys and two Kobe Bryant jerseys. Like that's damn. That's yeah. that's like the like the only jerseys that that I've ever owned. Um, so there's that, you know. So like in terms of of a uh, of of a fan and 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 rocking with dude. Uh, I remember the 81 point game. Like that stands out. That's pretty yeah. memorable. I remember like a lot of the championships and and stuff like that. But also, what's interesting is, and I, I'm gonna bring this up, and and I I don't I don't bring this up in terms of of like, um, trying to like blemish anything. I I bring it up in terms of showing like my character at such an early age. You have we have to remember that in the age of Me Too, Kobe was one of the first like this before the Me Too era. He yeah. was he was like involved yeah. in some scandal and as we see and he made a press conference about it and everything he's like yeah like what I did was not right like you know I hurt my wife and all of that but I did not rape this woman which yeah. Kobe Bryant need not rape any woman yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah, yeah and so I remember vividly at like talking to my and we were we were kids when this happened. We were young, yeah. younger, much lo- younger than this was before the whole Me Too thing. And I remember talking to my dad and older men and amongst our friends, and none of us yeah. across the board thought like this motherfucker raped her. Yeah, he did yeah. not. No. And so I, I bring that up because I don't know if you've seen some of like the the awful things that like people have said online, like oh well, the world is better without a rapist, this and that, and like. Yeah. 
like you for one his daughter also died in 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 the in the helicopter yeah. crash in which he was always there to empower her and 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 make her better and learn exactly the whole point of the gift and, and and then and then i was and and like that's a perfect uh uh you know what you just said coincides perfectly with what i was about to say which is like you see you see the like he's always like was always teaching them some and like you could see by his mannerisms you don't see like what, exactly what he's saying or whatever but you could see he was a teacher yeah. which is what a father is supposed to be it's more than just like well i'm here like i'm present i was at work give me a beer i'm watching tv yeah or here i'm like like i'm i'm here no it's about like you know teaching and 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 like these life lessons and and you could see the way he's talking with so much passion like you need to learn this you need to know this whether it be something sports wise or business wise or, or or whatever the case so that in and of itself is is something that speaks to the magnitude of the type of father and family man he was. And to be honest, what you're saying, I don't think I've seen so many grown ass men cry. Yeah. Over anyone. Yeah. Like it speaks to what you're saying. And then, and then, if you there was an interview uh, that I, I mean, I didn't see it when it first came out, but there was an interview that I saw earlier where he's speaking to A-Rod and um, A-Rod asks him about the whole helicopter thing. Like, why do you take helicopters and stuff? And you, I don't know if you knew this, but the reason why he even like did the whole helicopter thing was to spend time with his family because he said that in the, you know, before in LA, because the Lakers was the only team he ever played for, like, it wasn't as congested as it was. So he said he was able to to play ball, practice, do what he needed to do, get in his car, go home, and like be be like on on, on some family stuff. Yeah. And he said as LA got more and more uh congested, he said it was he was on the road for like a lot of time and he's like, Man, this is time I could be spending with my daughters or whatever. And he and his whole thing was and this is what's so crazy about it. Is like he was for as successful as this guy was, he was incredibly balanced. Like yes. like like yeah. family and business. And it's kind of like like wow, like that <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive because I I've always kind of saw that you more or less have to sacrifice one for the other. And and I think there were times where I'm sure he did sacrifice because in that same interview he talks about well there was times I was on the road this and that so like when I am in town I want to spend as much time as possible so his whole thing was with a helicopter I could get to where I need to get to yeah. quick and then I could hop in my car pick up my daughter from school and he's like even though she might have something to do that little 20 minute car ride is like time that I have you yeah. know what I'm saying and you could see that that was very very big to him yeah. and. He was always like adamant, like about about like being a husband and being a father and everything like that. So that that's like that's a crazy, and when I say crazy in a, in a good way, legacy in terms of you know what you contributed to sports, but also what you contribute to your own little world. Yeah, and um, it's just wild. What, what uh, AI? Um, Allen Iverson, which I think he was drafted the same year, if I'm not mistaken. 
their rookie year, actually, he explained it uh, on, I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it was a statement from, mm-hmm. from AI. Let me see if I can look it up. Let me see. Oh, here it is. Okay, so I'm not going to say the whole comment because it's very long, but uh, this is a part that just really st- stuck out to me. Keep in mind, this is a rookie, mm-hmm. you know, from straight out of high school. Right. This is not like, oh, you know, I'm sophomore year, they drafted me. A little older, maybe a little wiser. No, this is a high school Kobe in the league on the first year. And this is what uh, Alan Iverson had to say. It's one memory of him that I can't stop thinking about. It was our rookie season and my first trip to L.A. for a game against the Lakers. He came to my hotel, picked me up, and took me to a restaurant. When we returned before before he left, he asked me, what are you going to do tonight? My reply was, I'm going to hit the club up. What are you going to do? He said, I'm going to the gym. That is who he always was, a true student of the game of basketball and also of the game of life. And to me, that shows, like like you said, it, it's like that's a very balanced person, person who knows, like, I can't let distractions get in the way. Yeah. Uh, his rookie season, I remember, like, some of the stuff that he would do, you could tell, like, he wanted to be great so much that sometimes you even kind of get ahead of yourself. Yeah. And um, in seeing all of this, and as you get older, you, you kind of, and actually uh, Jerry West said that, that as he got older, he started being less selfish and kind of understanding it was a, more of a team game and, and uh, and I would imagine, at, at, you know, late late thirties, uh, early forties, he was he was different. He was retired. You know, it's like oh, it's time to spend time with fam. You know, yeah. And uh, you could tell he 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 obviously was happy doing that. Even so, where his 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 daughter died in in the in the helicopter accident, along with seven others. Rest in peace to all of them. But uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. I remember one time, and this is like around the two thousand one, two thousand, because that's when they were winning the championships. He was talking to a group of like young students in high school, um, that were you know they they were they played basketball, and I think LeBron was even in that crowd. And he was he was saying something like uh, he's like yeah you know you guys are young, so you guys ever get drafted? You guys want to go out, drink? Hit the girls up. He's like, shit. He's like, nah, I'm not. I'm not that type of guy. Kind of just want to go home to to my wife and, and and kids. And then it got real quiet. And then he's like, I don't care if you guys you guys say it's soft. We can settle it in the court or something like that. And then all the kids started laughing. <laughs> kind of like because yeah. he was like, yeah, hey, yeah, no mistake. And I ain't soft, motherfucker. I'll, I'll I'll body you. And um, it just goes to show, like. Just balanced, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you have to respect that and also understand. And obviously, you look at just the mass, the masses of people that just, I mean, I, I when I saw that, it wasn't like just any famous person that died. Oh, damn, they died. That's sad. No, actually, like, I was like, yeah, we, yeah. we used to sit down and talk about the Spurs yeah, and, yeah, and the definitely, Lakers. Definitely. You know, it's, 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 uh, uh, I remember the uh, what was it? Um, AI shooting the shot over. Um, um, he's a coach now. Ty- Tyrone Lou. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was just all these moments. It's it's it, it was pretty crazy, but um, 
Yeah, the mom e- even when we job. when we play like we don't even play video games anymore. But the rare occasions when we do, like we would sometimes pick that classic team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and like, and then on that classic team is really him, like that, and and Shaq. But I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, like Shaq is in the center, but yeah. but all you really have is you know Kobe. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it, it's definitely definitely sad and and definitely something that just kind of when it happened, it, it brought all these memories. And obviously, the the saddest thing about it was how young he was, forty one years old. Yeah, great platform, like still doing a lot of stuff. Like man, like 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 a a guy that was just you know just super productive and and had a, a great mentality like as as you said earlier and and they the the coin phrase the mamba mentality and uh i and i think that's sort of a good segue into our next topic that uh stems from the coach red pill video called the walmart greeter and how in that video, he's referencing older people that don't have the Mamba mentality or didn't have the Mamba mentality yeah. in the sense of, well, now you're older and you're a Walmart greeter and you have, you're have you of meager means and meager income and you can't sustain yourself. And you didn't, as he put it, take care of the older person that you were bound to become. And it's funny because if you go back to what we were talking about with Kobe Bryant and what you said that Allen Iverson had said about, well, we were rookies and I said, I'm about to hit the club up. And he said, I'm about to hit the gym. If you look at these guys and like the you juxtapose them you see the difference like kobe had championships kobe was doing well in his retirement allen iverson no championships and from what i've gathered like not doing as well nowhere near as well as kobe was doing in in his retirement yeah i'm sure he's doing better than like most retired people, but at the same time, he was also an NBA star. So you should be doing better than most retired people. But for the magnitude of people that you're in the realm of, you're probably not doing that great in comparison to them. And so it does boil down to, are you at this point in life taking care of that old person that you are going to become? Or are you on a path to become a Walmart greeter. Yeah. I want to define this word before I say it in the quote because it, it, it matters. And I mean, people are going to be like, okay, we know what the word means. Lazy, right? Unwilling to work or use energy. Characterized by lack of effort or activity. Showing a lack of effort or care. Slow moving. And it's crazy because <laughs> in a weird way, that video... The, the Walmart greeter and the Kobe thing uh, go hand in hand as far as his legacy. And this was one of his quotes, and I, I don't know who posted it uh, online, but uh, it was this. I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. And it's like, whoa. And 
obviously for him, basketball, um, I want to be the greatest. I want to be better than Michael. I want to reach six, maybe seven championships. But on another note, not everyone is athletically gifted or, or maybe not even into sports. And I think laziness is not so much a physical thing. It's a mental thing, you know? Yeah. It's it's the sacrifices, the critical thinking on I want to be here. What must I give up now to get there? Yeah. Right? What, what must I sacrifice? What uh I mean, what what do I want? What do I want out of life? What do and I think a lot of people they they get stuck in this mode and and, and I mean Listen, at the end of the day, we're all going to die. And we're all going to be old. And we're all just going to, you know, perish. And, but the thing is, it's like the Walmart reader in that video, it just goes to show like y- you you get old and you're going to be tired. Like right now we have energy, right? Oh, let's do this. All right, cool. Let's do the podcast. All right, let's invest in some properties. All right, cool. Let's. But like there's going to be a time where you just kind of want to chill out a little bit more. Maybe just reap the benefits that you paved and maybe you do enjoy greeting people at walmart but it'd be nicer for that to be a choice if you do do it 100 percent. as opposed to man i gotta really make I ends have meet. to make ends meet yeah exactly you get older you like get i need this little walmart check yeah. to supplement whatever other little money i have coming in if there's other money coming in because i never invested i never put away i lived paycheck to paycheck i didn't establish the right financial principles all of that stuff yeah yeah and, and i mean it's crazy uh did, did you end up finishing the irishman or no i did you did and that ending is is I sad struggled, yeah but i did yeah. <laughs> and, and i struggled because of the de-aging technology on the face it was very rough for me <laughs> yeah go ahead um scorsese has a way of like showing things as they are and obviously he's always been known for mob movies and that ending hit me because it's like man he's old everybody's gone that's it that's all he's in he's in a, a ret- what is it those retirement homes yeah like got the jewelry it, it doesn't at the end it's like this is the end. But it, it does matter because, like, if you're a grandfather, you want more time with your grandchildren and, 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 and if your wife is still around. or You know, it, it's, it's just yeah. you have to, have to absolutely plan ahead. Um, and you can still live in the moment. I mean, we've, we take vacations every once in a while. We, we, uh, we go out for some, some, some food and, and talk and, and uh, you know, play some pick up basketball games or football games we've done last year we did a lot of that um you know it's it's you could live in the moment you know you could go out <laughs> but it's like yeah it has to be a balance you yeah. know yeah well it, it's uh it's funny because on and rick and morty in one of the episodes rick actually says something along those lines of i think you have to be able to plan for the future and live in the moment at the same time. Yeah. Because, see, the thing is, I think a lot of times what happens with live in the moment or YOLO and all of that is 
making decisions that will compromise your future. Now, that is not good. Like, oh, I'm drunk driving tonight. YOLO. That type of shit. Or, oh, I'm going home with this motherfucker that I don't know. YOLO. Well, these are things that could compromise your future, but live in the moment in terms of, yeah, like, you know, do something with the person that you want to do it with or or that you love or, 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 or whatever the case with your friends, all of that stuff. But at the same time, don't let it be so crazy or so severe in which it compromises the future that will inevitably come and yeah. then you have to deal with the consequences then yeah. because for as much as we've sacrificed and the, as much as things that like we've we didn't like engage in certain activities or certain behaviors that certain people that we know engaged in if you think about it we have way more stories to tell than these A people lot more. Or, or way more interesting things so that's the other thing is like how have I been able to like work on my future and invest in my future? And yet like you are the one that goes out every weekend, but I have like way more stories than you. Yeah. I have way like greater yeah. adventures that like, how is that even able to be? How can I compete with the world's most interesting man? And like right. I could damn, you know, but also part of what makes the world's most interesting man, the world's most interesting man is that he wasn't like, one-sided see a lot of that yolo shit is like very one-sided oh i live paycheck to paycheck because like i like to go shopping or i live paycheck to paycheck because like i go to the clubs every week or you know i spend all my money on this like eventually like it, it's it's like yeah you could say it's yolo but it's just like th the same repetitive thing yeah. versus well yeah. yeah like i save but every so often me and my guys go on like this crazy ass trip to another country yeah, and like yeah. we see and experience things fucking that like a lot of people never will. We've or, seen pyramids, man. Right. Can you that's fucking a, believe that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and we're from the hood. We're yeah. kids from the hood. We've seen extraterrestrial shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> in another country, you know, like we we've we've nursed you back to health on in an ocean. <laughs> like we were in an ocean in the middle of an ocean <laughs> and we nursed you back to health. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. all of that stuff, all of that stuff is like, well, not everybody can say that yeah. yet. They do things that you would think warrant a life of. Oh, I'm doing all this stuff. Look at my Instagram or whatever the case. But like, are you really yeah. living? Are you really yeah. living? And then what's crazy is the more that you invest in your future, the bigger and bigger those stories yeah. become. Yeah. But there is a little bit of a sacrifice. There is like, for instance, I would... I would venture to ask that Walmart greeter, and I, I'm not trying to like toot our own horn or, or pat us on the back or any, anything like that, but I would venture to ask that Walmart greeter, how many sa Saturdays did you sacrifice yeah. like not going out or doing stuff like with your friends or family? I'd ask, how many times have you had to put your hand in a pile of shit? And like, I don't mean literally, but like figuratively like you whatever like field you were in or thing that you were involved in like 
your 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 metaphorical pile of shit. How yeah. many times have you had to put your hand in that? How many times have you had to wake up early to be cleaning out a sewer like we've recently had to yeah, do? Yeah. Like how many times did you do that? Because that's that's the that's the other thing too, is a lot of times when it comes to oh well, like I've had didn't prepare for for my future or you're one of the haves or have nots, which is like what the next segment that we're gonna get into. Well, yeah, but like, what what was done? Like, what yeah. did you do or not do? You know what I'm saying? Versus yeah. other people that that did those things. And you're gonna pay for it regardless. Like, you have to ride the wave. It's of, just a matter of when you pay yeah. for it and how you pay for it. There's a difference if you're a 20 year old, right, at a rock concert, you know. Living it up, drinking it up, maybe smoking some weed, whatever, whatever it is people are into, take pills, whatever you you know. Um, and I know not everyone does that, but what I'm saying is, whatever the person listening to this pictures when you're saying living it up, right? Yeah. Fucking excess. There's a difference between a 20 year old doing that and a 40 year old doing that. You know, 20 year old, yeah, you could afford to fucking. You 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 were probably renting like a small apartment and and this this and that. But if you're at forty and you're in the same position, you know, and that's the thing. Like you have to understand, you you'll get older. You want to live a little bit better. You want to have more things. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, you could go to the concert at twenty and do this and do that. But you can also save a little, and maybe not go to the next one that comes. And maybe have like a little thing where you reward yourself, right? Yeah. Like it's earn it. Yeah. 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 Like I, I feel. You know what I like about trips? It's like it rewards you, right? So you go out on a vacation trip where you're not where you're worry free, but by like the last two 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 days or two three days, you almost feel ready to go back. Like I need to earn something. I need like, cause 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 you realize like. This is nice, but this is limited. Like I want this to to be kind of like more. So so it almost drives you, and then you go back home, and and you're like, man, I gotta I gotta set a, a new plan, a new goal for something. And then when you when you get to that goal, it's like, well, shit, let me reward myself. Let me go to a nicer place. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just a constant road that you got to take in anything. Um, Again, it, it reminds me of like Kobe or Jordan or like you know, no, uh, yeah, I, I know I know I'm an NBA champion, but I want another one. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm a two-time NBA champion, but I, I want another one. Oh, I know I'm a three-time NBA champion, but fuck it, one more. Yeah. Oh shit, another one. And by the time you know it, you're older and you're like, damn, I'm a legend. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you, the most heartbreaking thing about that whole thing was his daughter. And the other young ladies that that were in there, because it was like I guess they were up all part of a team. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Um, Kobe, you were living legend. Like you could you could have died two years earlier. Yeah, you've already cemented like your status as one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever exist. Yeah. So it's, it's like, just like what more could have been exactly yeah but like imagine that and it clearly was on pace to be a whole lot more oh yeah a, a whole lot more but like that you die at 41 and you're like the baddest you like, know what i mean and, and 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 that's a valid point because if you think of 
Magic Johnson, like he has a whole basketball legacy. But then if you look at him as a businessman, yeah, like it's a whole nother thing, like yeah. a whole nother and and even more accomplished, some may argue, than his basketball career. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I agree. One hundred percent. It just goes to show like there's people out there that are our age that will shit on us as yeah, far as yeah. accomplishments. One hundred percent. And and you know what? God bless them. Yeah. They did that, and and that's the thing. Like, and that's why that's still. And then yeah. and then there's people that are our age, who like we're shitting on. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But, I, I, and it's funny that you say you say that line or you say that phrase shitting on because in uh in in one of the in one of Lil Wayne's songs, one of my favorite Lil Wayne lines ever. Fuck, it, it was a it was a song off of the bonus track one of the bonus tracks off of the carter three yeah was it i i want to say i'm me maybe i'm okay. i'm me i want to say that's the track i'm not 100 percent sure but i want to say i'm me but what he says he's like uh uh he says something along the lines of i love this shit he's like he's like uh He's like, and he's like, I'm gonna keep doing this until, until I'm, I'm 80 years old, and I shit on myself because I'm so sick and tired of shitting on everybody else yeah. or something. Like it's just, <laughs> but though it's not quite like that, but he phrases it some something like that where it's just yeah. badass because like he's referencing getting old, but at the same time it's just like well. I, it's okay that I shit on myself now. It's like an <laughs> because like I've been shitting on you motherfuckers all this all my life, you know. It's, it's like just, an existential problem that he's talking about. Yeah, I'm human. Yeah, I but, I'm, I am gonna get old and be all fucked up. But just remember, when I am that age, I've been shitting on all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah shit is pretty badass. Yeah, and it's like yeah, shit, I mean, be better, be better, be a better version of you every time, and and yeah, earn earn. Your hubris. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, segueing into the last and final segment. Uh, just spoiler warning: there will be spoilers for the Joker and Parasite. So maybe even us, because I know you mentioned us. Us, yeah. Oh, us is old. Us if you is guys old. haven't watched it, what's wrong with you? Us is old, but like. I don't think it's as much about us as as it is the Joker and and Parasite, yeah. but but spoilers ahead for all of those movies. So if you haven't seen them and you don't want it spoiled for you, then the episode ends here for you. Sorry, uh, but but for those that want to continue on the journey with us, um, or don't mind spoilers, because some people that don't mind spoilers, um, we're gonna get into this next segment. So for this next segment, this stems from a video that I saw on YouTube juxtaposing, comparing Joker and Parasite and how both movies have a whole lot to do with the haves in society versus the have-nots, uh, rich versus poor, that type of stuff. Um... Plus, we've talked about Joker on this show before, and we never talked about Parasite, but it's getting a lot of acclaim 
because you know the Oscar season is coming up, and if I'm not mistaken, it is the highest rated, if not one of the highest rated movies of 2019, yeah. with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 99%. For anybody out there that doesn't know how Rotten Tomatoes work, it's pretty much like a culmination of a bunch of established movie critics from different periodicals, different media outlets that write reviews about that particular movie and based off of the number that give it a, a like or a dislike because that's all they give it for Rotten Tomatoes. Like in their own review, they might give it, you know, five stars, four stars or their own review system. But for Rotten Tomatoes, all they ask is, did you like it or did you dislike it? And then based off of that, a percentage is created and if the percent if the the percentage is is a a higher percentage that liked it based off of the percentage it gets it gets that so yeah. if i'm not mistaken uh uh f- from 60 and up is fresh 59 and below is rotten 70 and up is certified fresh so like if 70 percent and mm-hmm. higher like the movie then it gets a certified fresh um and then that's pretty much that's pretty much how it it goes so like for instance joker was like i think it's rotten tomato score is 68 because like all the critics you know with their with their oh you know this is uh uh, the white people lashing out and incels and all of the stuff that they didn't like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The movie should have been rated a lot higher. So that's also to show that a lot of politics goes in to these ratings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, well, agen- I mean- and agendas and whatnot, and which you we're going to kind of get into, but I just wanted to, 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 to put that out there because not a lot of people know how Rotten Tomatoes works. Yeah. So it's good. So now you go for it and you be like, oh, let me check the Rotten Tomatoes score and, and you know how it works. Um, so yeah, going forward, um, what'd you think of Parasite? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, very well directed. The cinematography was amazing. Um, the the themes i felt were were very uh well you told me this cuz you watched it first it's it's just it's a type of theme the have and have nots and the way that it broke that down in the movie that that just it's like a great film to talk about with friends or yes. if you're eating or you you know you're you're on a lunch break oh hey let's talk you know I feel definitely that's that's yeah. the thing the I feel is the best thing about that movie is the contribution it has to or it will have to many classrooms, many debate settings, many sophisticated dinner tables. Yeah. Yes, that that is that is fantastic. You know, so yeah, one hundred percent. Matter of fact, looking at the nominations, the one, the two movies, which is funny, we're comparing them, that I feel have that going for for themselves. I mean, all the movies have like you you could break down any what one of these movies and be like, okay, cool, but like, let me give you an example. Once upon a time in Hollywood, if you're a big 
like if you're a movie buff, you appreciate that movie a lot more. Yeah. Than more than most people, but I feel like Parasite and Joker, they have that relatability. Yeah. Factor of like what's going on going it's, on today in society and like yeah. these things that we can talk about. Even even a Marriage Story because I watched it just because it was nominated. I didn't like it too much. But I felt it went over some 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 good stuff. It, nothing to do with have and have nots, but like the marriage, like the divorce system, yeah. and all that stuff. But uh, even that's limited because not everyone's married. So, yeah. so I did enjoy that. But then you had a gripe with it, but you didn't tell me what it was, and it was just so funny because then when I saw it, I was like, yeah, and it reminded me of like horror movies. Like yeah. the moment where like the girl tries to go in the door, but then like does something stupid and then runs runs to some dead end. Yeah, and and I felt in, in this one it was like it was a little uh, I don't want to say annoying, but just like really, really, you're just gonna let this shit ride. And it was like the decisions that the family, the rich family, was making when when like oh well I. Uh, uh, well, let me let, let me explain the premise. That way, people understand what the fuck we're talking about. Which is, parasite. Okay, so it's a rich family that has servants. So it has like the housekeeper. It has uh, the guy that like the driver that takes Mister Mister Park, which is the rich guy. It's Mister Park, Mrs. Park, and and her son. So he he takes the dad to to work back home. Maybe helps with the groceries with the wife. Then they then they have tutors for for their for their kids. So it's all these people that work for them, and the Kim family, which is the in this case would be the have-nots. So the poor family that that finds an opportunity, uh, uh, which is uh, what was it? The son Kevin. Yeah. He finds an opportunity to be an English uh, tutor, and little by little, his family starts taking over all those jobs. Yeah. So the mom, the mom eventually becomes the housekeeper. The dad eventually becomes the driver, and the sister becomes the other tutor. Yeah. Um. So that, in and of itself, story-wise, I felt like, wow, oh, man, that's a little bit of a stretch that all these people were able to get in like yeah. that. But. Aside from like the naive things about the plot and everything, I just find it interesting that it was rated so highly on Rotten Tomatoes. And then when you see all these video essays about it and everything like that, you don't really see many of these videos vilifying the Kim family for like their parasitic nature. Like you just, you, it, they're mostly vilifying the rich family, which if you see the rich family, aside from being naive, which I, I feel like is a little bit of a stretch with how naive they made them yeah. or how dumb they made them. I don't, I never really saw them conduct themselves in a bad manner in the movie. I never felt like that. Yeah. I, I felt like, Maybe yeah, they were a little bit a little bit tone deaf in terms of okay, like with the the storm that pretty much wipes out the Kim's apartment and like all of their possessions and everything like that. The flood, yeah. Whereas it's a mere inconvenience for the Park family. Oh, we couldn't go camping, right? But the thing is, well, let me. You ask. get you get to. 
you can afford to be that way. Like that, I mean, as, as harsh or as cruel as that sounds, that's the nature, that's the nature of the situation. And I don't think that's something that can necessarily be held against them in, in the sense that like you see the, the resentment that builds in Mr. Kim's face when he's driving the, 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 the rich mom and yeah. she's just talking about the storm, like, oh yeah, you know, it messed up our camping trip, and is and like he has a resentment building, like, well, that very storm, like, pretty much like uprooted our whole life. Yeah. But at the same time, so like, my I guess what my whole thing is like, you're expecting them to understand your situation, but you're not understanding their situation that they don't have to care about this stuff. They've yeah. worked or established themselves in a position. Where they don't have to care about that stuff. Yes, yes. And I guess to ask you a question that coincides with that, given their flaws as as families, who would make you feel more uncomfortable as a family? The Kims or the Parks? Like them being around your space? The Kims? Yeah. The Kims because, because... one, it's th- th- you're operating with a sense of like somebody owes you something. Like with with the parks, they're not operating with a sense of y- somebody owes us anything. We are paying for what we want. I want a driver. I pay my driver. If you don't like what I pay you, don't work for me. Somebody else will work for me. I want mm-hmm. a housekeeper. I pay my housekeeper. I want a tutor. I pay my tutor. But But y'all... Y'all are operating with the, oh, they have money. Like, let's let's weasel our way in and let's connive our way in and, and all of this and all of that. And it, it's funny, and I, I've, I've talked about this before on the episode, but it's it's interesting to me because I don't know, like, if how much or how often you've been told that. But, like, if you talk about things that you're trying to do or things that you're trying to accomplish or whatever, and, like, a person will be like, or maybe you want to buy something you know the the price tag might be a little hefty or whatever and a person might be like oh must be nice must be nice yeah like uh, i get told i shouldn't I, I don't get told this but i could sense the vibe and and I, so i've been told this by some people but not all the time that like life isn't all about money and i think that that's the, the biggest mischaracterization of of who i am as a person yeah because like I don't give a fuck about money in this in in that in the sense that you think that I give a fuck about money, because like like they think that a motherfucker is just like laying down with their money and like yeah. making love to their money. No, it's not that. But I understand the world we live in. Exactly, and I understand that it's a cold world, and I and I understand that things happen, and I also understand that like things out of your control are are bound to happen, right? Kobe's dead, ladies and gentlemen. You know, like who would have thought that? Yeah. Right. Or, or even let me uh, rest in peace to Kobe, but also rest in peace to my German Shepherd Mishka. She just passed. Four years old, cancer. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, it was pretty pricey to take care of her and and try and get her and all, all to no avail because the cancer uh, took her. But my thing is. I had the resources to do what I could. Yeah. And that meant the power. world to me. Yeah. You know, and, and that that matters to me. 
just like I think about my parents getting older. You know, maybe her parents, my, my, my wife's parents getting older. Or or maybe if a friend that, that's in a situation that, 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 you know, stress at home. Oh, hey, man, I got a vacation home you could go to. If you, you don't worry about it. You need to get away. Yeah. I think about these things and, and I think about like being not only better to myself and to my family, like my immediate family, but also kind of being like an extension of, yeah. of, of everyone. Like, damn, man, uh, Rick, he, he, he really helped me through this time or, 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 you know, I remember when, when I was going through some shit, he said, Hey man, you could, he, I, I could crash in his place, the, you know, the condo that he bought or something or, or the vacation home or, or, you know, I think about all these things. Cause like, again, life is so unpredictable in the movie. They had the flood and, and like you said, it, it up, totally uprooted them. Like everything they ever accomplished. I remember they had the medal with yeah. the mom and she, I guess she was like in the Olympics or something mm-hmm. or, um, gone or ruined, you know? And, and these things happen because the world and the universe doesn't care really about your feelings. It just happens, yeah. right? Um, people that you feel should not have gone, they're gone. Or, or any anything that that you might have went through that you felt that you didn't deserve happened. And you could choose to look at that and be like. Life isn't fair, or you could choose to be like, I don't want to go through this again. I want to be better, and I want to yeah. be better equipped. And I felt with the Kims, uh, and it's so weird because when you showed me all those videos kind of explaining, a lot of the times when I saw the movie, um, and and this is not to say that I thought the Parks were like such amazing people. Um, obviously, the dad was a smart dude and, and a tycoon of whatever whatever he did, but... You know, like very little character. Like, like, yeah. let me give you an example. When, 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 uh, Mr. Kim would drive him around. Not too much to talk about. We've we've taken Ubers and and like Had I could way tell, greater conversations. Yeah, yeah, and like you could tell the Uber driver was like, man, this is such a like Dude, felt so great when we were when we were in Hollywood and yeah. like remember that Uber driver that when we were we were talking about like the women out there and we're like yeah like it was like they're all fake and yes, all of that and yeah. like he he rocked with what we were saying Hell so yeah. much yeah just the the whole culture and like yeah. he just really like it was like at that point it was like damn like we really rocked with each other on a soulful level yeah because even he was like because the way that we were and like the way we were dressed and everything he was pretty much on some oh like you you guys could probably like get a lot of these girls out here but then we were like yeah but they're all like fake and like just kind of like it's all status i don't know like i feel like these bitches will rob them off of it like (laughs) you know like yeah or or even the guys like you could tell they're faking it Everyone fakes it to make it there. Fakes it to make it's it and Hollywood. like fakes it for the opposite sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it was such a a vibe that like you just don't rock with. Yeah. Being I guess that's the good thing about being a Chicagoan that I could also tell that's how New Yorkers are. It's just like a real like you got like that street in you almost. Yeah. And and I feel like they their family lacked that. Yeah. Like the the wife was like a trophy wife. There's nothing special about her besides the fact that she was hot as fuck and any of us would would bang her. But besides that, like you're really like not even that interesting. You don't even take care of your son. Yeah. You don't 
Like, what what do you do? You're just there to look good. I- exactly. And then and then like the dad again, the character. Like, cause you're, you're obviously a smart dude and pragmatic. Like it was like he was into like robotics or something or yeah. technology. That's cool. And uh, the, the 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 son. You know, he, he painted, which was nice. Like, you know, oh, that's some artistic. But it was like because the mom wasn't there, he was kind of just running around, just yeah. not giving a fuck. So I guess my critique on the parks is, like, they lacked, like, that family unity. Yeah. They which, lacked character. Yeah, yeah. character. And, and, like, whereas the Kims, like, you could tell that they had that street in them. Like, okay, cool, like. We're family, this, this, and that, but We're at the same unified. time, yeah, very conniving. They did not give a fuck about setting people up to take their jobs, yeah. which is so fucked up because, like, these people earned their position to be the driver, to be the housekeeper, and you're here setting them up. Yeah. So, so, and that's where, like, the the film was cool in a sense that, like, it showed that it's never really, and, and even the video, uh, one of the video essays you sent me talked about like how it's maybe not really so much the has versus the have-nots, but maybe the have-nots versus the have-somethings or like the the guys, the people in the middle. It's like you're infighting and you're yeah willing to buy into this system of of like oh well I want to I want to be the cool person I want to be the famous person, but not understanding like it's more than that and I think that is the tragic misstep of the movie but maybe it was done intentionally to create these conversations but I think the tragic misstep of the movie was that he didn't really the the director Bong Joon-ho didn't really hone in on well, what decisions were made to get these yeah. people to where they are? Like, for instance, the the Kims. Well, the wife, like, she was obviously at some point some sort of, like, successful athlete. Like, yeah. like what happened to that? Yeah. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, what, what like, like... Because that matters, and that's the yeah. thing that I—that's what I don't like about when, like, you get these Marxists and these and these socialists. They want to talk about this stuff, but they don't recognize or realize that there's a lot that goes into it. Like, for yeah. instance, you and I—we were—and it was funny because we were talking about this YouTube video right before we went to go look at a at a at a building recently. Where it was that video about the capitalists versus socialists. And yeah. in that video, the socialist, and I guess this guy, I didn't know about him prior to this video, but I guess like he apparently he like ran for president one time or whatever. Yeah. And uh he's just like a complete like radical like just piece of shit, like the way that he thinks and his sense of entitlement and everything like that. And he was saying something along the lines of, if you're in business and you can't pay your employee enough to live a living wage, you have no business being in business. Okay, idiot. What is enough to live? Because everybody's (laughs) enough to live is different. So by your rationale... And like you and I, I established this this example for you, like when we were talking about it. Yeah. By your rationale, my employee needs, let's say, three hundred dollars a day to live. 
right? That's what they need to make to live. They need $300 a day. But then in the time they work for me, let's say they go and have two other kids. Now what they need to live is significantly higher. So that that means because of their decision, I have to pay them more to live? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. What is enough to live? It's not what you make. It's what you do with what you make. It, and what you do with what you make is a decision. That yes. is a decision. And that's the thing that in this argument of the haves versus have-nots, well, the have-nots, what decisions did they make? Another thing, we, I, and, uh, we, we've talked about this, not on the episode, not on the show, but, but, it, but before about how like, we talk, we've talked about wealth how like white people in this nation have this much wealth and yeah. then um i would say like their their value they say that their their that the, the white people's uh uh household uh wealth is i want to say like in the 120,000 dollars right like that's average yeah and then hispanics it's like somewhere like 18,000 dollars and then Blacks is like between like three and five thousand dollars, some something like that. Those are not exact figures, but that's just sort of the 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 ballpark estimates of of wealth in this country and how it's broken down. But then, okay, so people, you give that number, and people yeah. be like, "Look, inequality, uh, 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 the system is broken, all of this." But then, and this this goes to how you always say, "Well, people need to think." Think critically about something. So you have those figures, and then then people look at it. And it's like, damn, that's messed up. White people have more, and then Hispanics have just a little bit more than blacks. We're all fucked up. Okay, let's dig deeper. What establishes wealth? The number one thing that establishes wealth in this in this country on a grand scale, because obviously, if you're the CEO of Apple, you're gonna be very wealthy. Or, or you have some sort of invention, yeah. or you're like a, a, you know, a tycoon or an investor. But we're, we're those, those are kind of more, more extreme examples. We're just talking about regular, everyday yep. working class people. The number one thing that establishes wealth is property, yep. homes. Yeah. So if you look at that, and if I'm a Hispanic or if I'm a black or any color that that is under like the the number and 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 the wealth amount that the white people have, I would look at it and be like, okay, so why do they have more wealth? Okay, it's property. What do I need to do yeah. with having with about having property? And that's where I sort of call bullshit on the whole. Oh, well, I don't have like the, the, the Kims, like the, the whole notion of, well, we have each other. Like we don't have the money they have, but we have each other. We have yeah. family. Okay. But then how come as a family, y'all not doing shit? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, Cause I, I hear that shit all the time yeah. in the hood. Like, oh, well I got my family and, and like, but I, I'm not seeing any working together. Yeah. Because my thing You're is, in the same place. Like, if you have yeah. in, in some of these apartments and in some of these play, places where so many people live, yeah. a motherfucker could be like, listen, we're saving this much money because yeah. we rent. So we're saving this much money. We're going to work on our credit. In a year, in two years, boom, we're going to buy a house. Now, like, we're, we're already in a different ballpark. Yeah. 
yeah. right there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so there's none of that. So that's decision, though. Yeah, yeah. That's decision. And and then, but then those will be the same ones that'll be like, oh, well, they have so much. It's not fair. But you have to be pragmatic about it. Exactly. Right? Because, like, that's, uh, I was reading an article, and it was crazy because I got to pass you all this information because I know, you know, we got to do research. And, and we've always wanted to, you know, uh, when we've been talking about writing a book, and in the research, it was showing how, like, the housing, um, well, the research that I mean, because I don't think the housing part, I don't know where I got that from. might have been time of soul, but the research is, like, how, how Jewish people got good at taking standardized, standardized tests mm-hmm. and how, like, they're the best at it. Or, or were at the time of their uh, ascent, ascend, um, and you see that that's kind of like a pragmatic way of looking at things. Like, well, we have to get them to get into banking or yeah. lawyers or this. Let's let's work on the on this generation. Like, let, let's not think, oh, we're going to be billionaires. Let's just let's just get our foot in the door, and then. From there, oh, okay, cool. Now we can start this. Okay, now we can start that. Okay, and you start seeing as a community, you know, individuals go their own way, but they were kind of catapulted by the parents. Yeah. And that was because their whole idea of being better, it was like it was a plan. So yeah. so the housing, all these housing laws were because of them because they would pack houses like sardines. Yeah. They would like, oh well, fuck it. We can't afford living by ourselves, so we're just gonna live like in, we're gonna live like fucking sardines. Like just <laughs> stand there, go to sleep, probably standing. But you know what I mean? Like people were probably sleeping on the floor, and 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 you know, not in the greatest conditions. And then and then the government came and said, oh well, no, you can't do that. And it was like they would pull people from from the houses, like once the once the law was the law, and they were saying, well, you can't. And like even the landlords were like, "Well, we can't, I can't let you stay. I wish everything is good, but." And then people were like, you know, basically pried away from the properties. Like, "Oh, we can't do this." No, but it was like, they their plan was so good that the government had to intervene. You know yeah. what I mean? But by then it was too late. They they did what they had to do. The parents who were in poverty knew they were in poverty and said, "Well, maybe we can't be rich, but our kids will. Mm-hmm. You know, or richer." Mm-hmm. And as you see, it grows and grows. It grows, and grows, it grows, it grows. And sometimes you have to understand, like, if you're gonna be the person, right, like that that has kids at a young age, right, and and you're not good uh, financially, okay, but now own up to that by setting it up for your kid. Make the sacrifices. No, you cannot buy Jordans. No, you cannot, you know. Uh, or Yeezys, or, 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 or buy a really nice car. Now your focus is to, like, let's get this family out of where we're at by instilling, like, greatness into our children. And that's, it's, it's I think the big part is community. But that's good. Not like, oh, well, yeah, we have each other. We're just going to be the Gallagher family. Exactly. And exactly. Like, oh. that, And that's what I'm saying. It's like, we don't have much, but we have each other. Okay, that's good. Yeah. But... In having each other, yeah. what are we working on? Like, what's yeah. what's the plan here? Or it's just we say that just to say, like, that we're here. That yeah. it doesn't work. 
so so in that video that the 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 YouTube video that spawned this whole conversation you you also have them talking about the Joker yeah and how in that sense it's also the haves and the have-nots but not so much in the sense of money like it is in Parasite but in the it's more so in the sense of oh like more so status like those are the people society cares about i'm the person society doesn't care about and yeah. this is this is what happens one boom like we clash yeah. motherfuckers get killed but even in that that has a lot to do with that has a lot to do with well what are you doing like what are you making for yourself like what are you establishing yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. because i gather like for instance like i've noticed as i've gotten older like a lot of people they like when we talk if you notice like people like our conversations and we have like very passionate talks and and stuff like that and i noticed that people have a gravitation towards passion like, the, like when they see a person in yeah. their like passionate mode and i'm not like saying passion like a fabio novel like oh my goodness woman i love you so much like i'm not saying that type of passion <laughs> look at me <laughs> look at me now like no i'm talking about like damn like this motherfucker is talking about real estate or he's talking about finances or he's talking about this like like and or he man he's rapping or doing his thing or whatever like talking they're like passionate ab about a, a about a subject <clears throat> it, 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 it brings people in and so a lot of times I notice there's a lot of people that they don't get those same responses but then if you look at it and you look at what they do in their free time well yeah like they're playing video games or not doing anything that's really like of relevance or yeah. they're you know what I'm saying and we've talked about this before with like some of like the people that we know and then it's like well why sometimes when it comes to women, they got to settle for less is because, well, yeah, every weekend you're just watching the game or you're drinking beer yeah. or whatever. Whereas you got you got some guys, they're writing books or doing this or doing that. Yet yeah, Naturally, women, people are going to gravitate towards that more. So when if you're if you're becoming or you feel like you're becoming a person that society doesn't care for care about, I'm not saying mold and bend to the whim of society. Yeah. But what I am saying is maybe at some point ask yourself, well, why am I not interesting? Like what people, like what, what is it that people don't care about? And like, that's the thing in the Joker. Yes. Should he, he shouldn't have been treated the way that he was Arthur Fleck. But at the same time, like his passion was stand up comedy, but you're not very good at it. So maybe at yeah. some point you need to recognize and realize, well, what is it that I am good at? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and then, and then under, and then also have more of a macro world view in the sense that Thomas Wayne doesn't owe you anything. But yeah. then, where where you kind of sympathize with him is the sense that his mom fucked him up. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel someone in 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 Arthur Fleck's position? But let's just say. Well, yeah, Ar Ar Arthur Fleck is a good example. Who's more to blame? 
the rich people, like let, let's say Thomas Wayne, or 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 his mom. Well, definitely the mom. Yeah, one hundred percent the mom. One hundred percent, like the the person that I blame in that movie for his like just flying off the handle is his mom. Yeah, because and- like just the the radical things that she told him, and then. When he's reading the file, the things that she put him through yeah. as a child that he kind of probably repressed until that moment where he's reading the file, that's yeah. on her. And, and, and I mean, on, a, on, a, on another level, it doesn't even have to be that extreme. I feel like the parents are responsible, right? Because, yeah, you can have a kid and you could be lower class or middle class or upper class, but... What you instill in that child is what that child can become or at least can be exposed to. So the nurturing side and and also what you kind of put your kid through from the get-go, right? Because if you're poor, maybe you shouldn't have had kids. Maybe maybe you should have waited. That was that's on you now. Right? Whatever whatever your kid goes through. If your kid can't eat today, it's because of you. The kid right. didn't like ask to in, be born. In the Joker, that yeah. was clearly a woman that should not have had a kid. Yes. And at all, let alone like being poor, but like really at all. Yeah. And I feel like, well, yeah, we we have to work as a community to make ourselves better because we're, we shouldn't just be there to be like, oh, well, hey, uh, Twiz, man, fuck it. Let's play Madden. No, but I have a job. Hey, man. You can get another job interview. Let's just play Madden, bro. Right. We're family. Or let's smoke weed. Yeah. Or or, or let's go let's go out and fucking drink. No, but I gotta be ready for tomorrow's exam for fucking engineering. All right, you'll pass. Let's go drink. It's like there's there's a time to be serious, and then there's also a time to care for that. Like if you really care for that person, not. Oh, let's hang out. We hang out, so we're so close. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we party together. You know, no. Like, you should really care for that person, and it's more than that. And it's like, I can't blame Jeff Bezos for my misfortunes and my predicament. You know, like, I can't blame Mark Zuckerberg or or, or, or Tim Cook. Is it Tim Cook? Yeah, yeah Tim Cook. Yeah, like, I can't blame any of them. Um, I can only blame myself for now i'm a grown-ass man and i could work on being better every day yeah being in a better position and i think that's i think that's the difference in with certain people is like some people look at like people like you just you just uh, the examples you just gave or in let's use the movies for example that we just mentioned if i was arthur fleck in his situation barring whatever mental illness that he had because like he had issues you know what i'm saying so barring that but if like you just put me in the position that he was in right now and like i see or hear thomas wayne talking on tv i would probably challenge myself and ask myself well the things that Thomas Wayne is saying politically because he plans on running for mayor, that ideology, if I were to take on that ideology, does that ideology present me with principles and tenets 
that could possibly make me or put me in a better position. Yeah. And yes, because it's an ideology of, well, be responsible. Don't be entitled. Don't think that anybody owes you anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But see, the thing is, there's not enough people out there or there's not many people that take those that challenge themselves in that manner. Yeah. People will just be like, oh, in fact, a lot of times when people like that are more successful talk they kind of reject it because yeah. it's not from their world yeah. so they're like oh yeah i don't want to hear it. like you, you it, i reject it i don't want to hear it. but well but i don't know this person is more successful than you why not just listen to what they have to say which yeah. is badass because one of kanye's one of my favorite kanye lines is like i don't take advice from people broker than me yes yes yeah and it's great because like you realize like like and it's kind of like what you're talking about reminds me of like those anti-war people in the sense that, like, Goofy, we're at war every day. You're at war with yourself every day. Like, that one time when you told me, you literally called me. You're like, hey, man, I need you to watch this video. And, like, am I on this shit? Like, I don't know. Like, you seemed, like, like conflicted. I was like, okay. So, it was this guy. I was guy. challenged, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that was, and, and basically it was, like, about shoes. Because you're into shoes. I like shoes. And, like. It was uh, was it Coach Red, Coach Red Pill? Pill? Yeah, he was talking about ah eh, people who buy shoes are fucking like if if you're gonna spend all this money on you're, you're basically saying you're you're goofy whatever right the fact that you were essentially conflicted about that you were at war with yourself like I was very much you know I remember I mean? and it, I'll never forget like I was I was at a Walgreens parking lot because I took my mom to one of her doctor's appointments yeah. and you know I I typically don't go in like I would drop her off chill in my car, like watch something on YouTube, go to Walgreens, go to, you know, get something to eat. So I, I was just there and I saw that video and I was very conflicted. I was like, damn, like, and even being at a certain level where like, well, you know, I'm able to do certain things and accomplish certain things. You've and earned it. Like, like it was still. You're not buying shoes on credit. Exactly. That. And that, and then, and then that's when as a friend you were like, well, no, like, because if you look at what he's saying here, like, this doesn't apply to you. Because yeah. pretty much he was talking about motherfuckers that are ba barely scraping by that are, like, just so into it. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, you were, you were like, you know, for every pair of shoes you buy, you could buy five pairs or, like, yeah. tenfold. Which that guy from Minority Mindset, Jaspreet Singh, his whole, his philosophy on things you buy is, like, if you can't afford five of them. Yeah. You can't. You shouldn't buy one of them. Yeah. Pretty. That's his mentality, yeah. and 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 which a lot of his philosophies I fuck with with like the whole. If you have to finance it, don't buy it unless it's property. That's different. But yeah. like a car, or if you do finance it, let it be for a short while. That type of stuff. It's like oh badass, you know. But that's, still, yeah. in that moment, like you're you challenge and the, that's, but that's yeah. a good challenge. That's a good conflict. It's like oh damn, like am I on this? question yourself that's a that's a reevaluation of yourself like you're really sitting down you're like okay hold on am i doing this wrong for somebody that's doing it right yeah because you're like okay you 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 make moves constantly you 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 do I'm different trying. things yeah i'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> like so it's like for someone that like shouldn't i mean i don't, I don't want to say shouldn't but like from the outside looking in like if someone was to pass by as oh, 
Like if, if you're just there with like a stack of money and you just grab like a little part of that stack and you just buy yourself the Jordans, right? And and uh, someone might look at that and say, why is he so like conflicted about this? Like what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But it's because you're looking at it like, I, I know I'm not perfect and I know there's stuff that I have to work on and there might be stuff that I could possibly get carried away doing. I should reevaluate myself. Yes, yes. And and I feel in society like that's what in Joker like you saw and, and even Parasite you see a lot you see a lot of uh, for lack of a better way of explaining this is like people bitching and moaning and saying oh if I were rich I'd be nice too yeah. I mean, but like no no like money doesn't buy class and yeah. I don't care how much money like you got to work on yourself and you must be at war with yourself and always challenge yourself and always try and be better yeah. right because you're just intellectually lazy. Because if you were that good to fucking make all these degrees, like the girl was making all these crazy fake degrees, and oh, and even the, the dad, shit, yeah, yeah. If you're that good, and, and you, you as a family, you're that conniving, you motherfuckers could come up with something else to sell or to do. Like, like, come on. So, so before you want to critique people and and say how you would be a better person because you have this, you should probably fall back and then be better. Like, yeah, how and, can and, I be better? And and it's such a lack of self-awareness. Where do you get off even saying that? Like, I, I remember, like, somebody we know, uh, a friend of ours one day, and to to this day, this shit still bugs me because it's like, where is your self-awareness? Where do you get off saying shit like that? He said, because, you know, we we rap or whatever, and he was like, man, if I rapped, man, I would be doing this, 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 and that. Like, <laughs> but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you never put the pen to a pad. Like, you yeah. never spit one bar. Where do you get off saying that you would make songs like this and you would be doing yeah, that? Like, yeah, come on. Where do you get <laughs> off saying that? That's the equivalent of me, like, telling, like, one of those, one of those, uh, like, heavy bodybuilders. Man, if I was a bodybuilder, I'd look way better than Arnold. Yeah. yeah. What? Like, where do you get <laughs> off saying that shit? Like, you sound stupid. Yeah. There's no self-awareness in such a comment whatsoever. Well, we've, we play, we've always been pretty active guys. And, like, it's like when uh, when people say that stuff about sports people. Like, oh, he's not that good. Have you gotten... Have you played like yeah. like a quarter? <laughs> like, how do you feel afterwards? Because I feel like I want to die. Yeah. But this person does it for four quarters, game and game and game and yeah. time after time after time. That's dedication and that's work. And like while you were in high school, f- trying to talk to girls and 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 hang out with your friends, he was working out and shooting a jump shot a million times, and. Probably not as socially, you know, not not as cool as you or not as, you know, oh, well, let's go hang out. He couldn't do any of that because he sacrificed. Like, all these guys, you know, I can't take anything away from them. They, like, anyway, like, the worst player in the NBA has put a lot more dedication in their physique than me. Right. And, and, and that's self-awareness to recognize that versus yeah. the motherfucker that'll be like, 
well, if I was in the NBA, I'd be dunking like this. I'd be like, all right, well, that means nothing. That's that means that's done. Like this is yeah. a done ass conversation. <laughs> a done ass conversation. <laughs> this is a done ass conversation. You know, and so yeah, it's, if I had this money, I'd be nice too. Yeah, you could say that because you don't have the money, but you know. So, and that's why I think that these type of conversations are important because for as much as people are going to sympathize with the Kim family after watching Parasite and as much as a lot of these people that have done video essays sympathize with them and um, many of the reviews because if you read like the reviews about the movie you're going to see a lot of the same kind of mindset that you saw in those video essays at what point are you going to stop and think well but yeah, what did what did the Parks do? Or at very least, Mr. Park do to get his family in the situation that they're in? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the other haves, if you will, versus the have-nots. But the haves, what have they done? You know what I'm yeah. saying? What yeah. have they sacrificed? You know? And, and at what point have you done any of those things? Or are you willing to do those things? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, because it's funny. Like, you ever look, have you ever, like, looked at, you, you see the purchase price of something. And this is just, like, quick little financial lesson, if you will. If you look at the purchase price of something, and I'm talking about something that you're financing, like like a house, for instance. Yeah. You have the, the price of the house, but then you have the interest rate. And then if you look over the lifetime of that piece of property... Because of the interest, you actually end up spending way more than what you originally. So now, but at least that's that's property and it holds its value. But now if you think of like what people spend in cars, yes, you spent this. This was the price tag on that car. But when you put the interest, you actually spent a whole lot more money on yeah, it. Yeah. So in, in the however long the term was, three, four, five, six years yeah, of no. of of the of the term of the car note. Take a second, somebody. Take a second to look at whatever type of car you have that you're financing, and look at what you're going to spend for that car at the end of the road. Yeah. That is probably a down payment on two pieces of property yeah. that could produce you income. Yeah. So if you let's say your term was six years for this car. You could have, in theory, got yourself a little putt-putt that was a fraction of the price of yeah. the car that you're paying. And in six years or even half the time, get yourself something that could produce you income that could now pay for the car that you wanted and put money in your pocket. Yep. But that, but that's my point. But that's the mentality of the haves. Like, yes, I want that car, but also I understand that what it takes to have that car and I don't want to be a fucking Walmart greeter. <laughs> and I'm going to apply a little bit of the Mamba mentality. So, I, yeah, I'm going to have that car. But I'm going to have a piece of property that supplements that car. So now that car ain't coming out of my pocket. Yeah. These are the thoughts and the sacrifice mm -hmm. of many of the haves in society. Yeah. They've thought that. Or if they haven't thought it, their parents thought it. Yeah. Or if their parents didn't think it, their grandparents. Or somewhere in the lineage, yeah. somebody thought, well, I have to do this for this. 
and then now I have this and now my kids are going to have this and then their yeah. kids have this and then before you know it yeah they live in a place that you can't even like get into because it's a gated community but there was something that was done to get there and yes I'm not saying in your life like in like in the the video essay uh where they say how the 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 son from the Kims like he he imagines that like one day he'll be able to buy the house yes that's probably kind of far-fetched yeah but that doesn't mean that you can't in your lifetime get to the halfway mark yeah and maybe you in your journey find that you don't even need a house that big like yeah you know what actually like i'm kind of content where i'm at i don't i don't need a house that big i still have my family we're still making moves and guess what when i have a kid they'll be able to have a house that big and then when they have a kid shit maybe that kid will be president like who knows but that's that but that's the point but all of that all of that is thought versus versus oh well we're here we're here now so i just think that that is something to be thought about and recognized and uh i don't know i think that's our episode yeah yeah well thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep listening we're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple, we're on SoundCloud. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.